Hi, and welcome back to the Times in a Collective. This is month number seven. Seven! It's counting. July, baby! Yeah, counting keeps being very difficult. Yeah. Um, we've just had our birthday. Well, no, we've had your birthday. And it's nearly your birthday. It's Leo season now. Yay! Um, we, we're we out here loving ourselves. We are, we are. And to to celebrate... Not well, actually, it's not no specific reason, but we're having a we're having a little drink. Doing we this just episode. decided that now is the time to have our first tipsy episode. Yes, because why not? It's also going to be just us two this month because of yeah. um, our guest wasn't able to come this month, but I'm sure they'll be able to join us another month or do something else. Or yeah, um, and either way, we'll have fun. We're gonna we will talk about talk communism about... and yeah, anything else. Just oh, yeah. realized this, this month's Animal Farm. We haven't set the book yet. Animal Farm, welcome. I'm going on an adventure. <laughs> Sorry, that was that was a Hobbit reference. We've both been reading Lord of the Rings. I'm not sure how many people on this. This is already the first tangent, but I have to do the tangents. It's important to me. Um, we love a tangent. Yeah. So I'm not sure how many people from here who are actually listening. I think everyone who follows the Times on a Collective follows my actual normal main account as well but a lot of people thought that that caption was made after I made the post but no I finished a book taught my sister we have to go outside because I have to share with the world that I finished Lord of the Rings so she took the picture she was like is there any specific reason I was like "Mm, well she's like is it to impress someone I was like no (laughs) just me it's just just everyone (laughs) Just, I want to brag about having finished it after two and a half years. <laughs> Good for you. I would yeah. do the same with any of the books that I started and didn't finish. But, but at least, like, you you actually finished it. I've, like, just got yeah. some abandoned classics on my bookshelf. I feel Specifically, that. Specifically, I tried to read Les Mis when I was 13. Mm. That is Oof. a long book, especially when you're 13. And then similarly yeah. tried to read Anna Karenina when I was 15 during GCSEs. Yeah. Because that was a great decision on my part. Um, <laughs> it's a great gave way that to halfway procrastinate through. and still feel like productive. That's yeah, what I but I think do. it's been long enough now that if I were to ever try to read them you again, would I would have it. to start from the beginning. Yeah. Because I think I kind of have that. seven or five years is a long time to have a gap yeah. in reading a book. I mean, I kind of feel that with Lord of the Rings. Like, if you'd ask me a question now about the beginning, you'd be like, that's Hobbits, probably. But we'll, we'll, we'll watch the films. We're going to yeah. watch it. We're going to, yeah, when I finish them, um, yes. which will hopefully be in a couple of weeks. We On that same will... note, I've also started Ulysses now that I've finished that, because I'm like, well, I have to have one book that I don't feel that excited about reading that's way too long. So I've started to Ulysses. <laughs> Fair. The James um, Joyce one, not the Homer one. Yeah, I got yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Um I There's a lot um, of nothing going on. But I'm reading what what am I gonna be reading next? Oh, Anne of Green Gables. Yeah, next month we're doing Anne of Green yeah. Gables, so I need to read that. We are. Oh, anyway, and I felt other books. Animal Farm. And the nineteen forties in general. Yes. And George Orwell context. George Orwell context. Do you have George Orwell context? I sure do. I didn't do IB for for two years for nothing. <laughs> Good. Okay. Um, yay. I can talk about communism context. So do it. I I just quickly read the Communist Manifesto today because I was like, why not? And it was only oh, like thirty pages. 
yeah. yeah. I, I didn't, like, it didn't really enter my brain, but I have read the word. Yeah, I, <laughs> I get that. I feel that. But yeah, George Orwell, 1940s. Um, well, as we know, when this was written, the war just ended. Because it's, like, late like late 1940s. I feel like that might be quite important yeah. to say. He wrote yeah. it, it. It was published in 1945, but he was writing it 1943 and 1944. Yeah. So, so it was, like, right at, at the point, end of the war. Yeah. Or was still slightly... Go- yeah, it was still going on, but, like, it was ending. Yes. I think yeah. what is important to say is that at the point when he was writing it was when Britain and its allies formed an alliance with the Soviet Union. Yeah. Which kind of gives the basis for the communism context. Yes. And on that, like, most of the context I know is from 1984, but I feel like it's, like, two years apart. I feel like most yeah. of the stuff will still be relevant. George Orwell was part of the army, but in New Zealand. So he fought uh-huh. there. Or Australia, one of the two. Same same, same thing, different island. Interesting. Um, he fought there for quite a while. He saw a lot of the lower class people. He wasn't really part of them, but he saw a lot of them being hanged. And mm. he really experienced what it was like to be like not in position of powers, basically. Yes. He had to listen to a force that told him when to kill and who to kill. And because he was a white man there, mm-hmm. having to like not be that nice to the original, like, people who lived there. Of, I, maybe, he was I also, was, oh, maybe he was also in Indonesia, actually. Yeah, I think I thought it was... We'll, we'll give it a look up, because I think before the war he was part of, um, like, some sort of army. Yeah. But I think it was in, like, Nepal or something. Oh. And well, also, we're gonna... actual, he has a different name as well. It, I should have brought my notes with me, but I don't know where they are. I've got but definitely. His name was Eric Arthur Blair. Yes. He was. He served. Um. He was born in India in 1903. That's it. That's it. And yeah. he was a part of the Indian Imperial Police in Burma. Um, yeah, Burma. In the 1930s, and yeah. then fought it for the Republicans in the Spanish Civil War in 1937, which yeah. I think is where he. So he was kind of radicalized into socialism. While he yeah. was part of he the police very, in Burma. Yeah. Before, like, the 40s, he was very actively leftist. He's also, yes. like, even earlier in his life, he was quite right-wing. So Yes. I think um, he was born into quite a well-off family and they yeah. were quite right-wing. Yeah. But then, at this point, it's like, he's no, not, like, yes, if he had to choose one of the two, I'd say he's still leftist. Yeah. But he's more so against any kind of big political power yeah so yeah not left not right just the kind of like straight ahead <laughs> i feel like he's quite like a supporter of the underdog yeah he is definitely I think that'd yeah. be quite a good way to put it like he he just doesn't support mainstream politics yeah um yeah, which I think shows with him fighting in the Spanish Civil War for the Republicans yeah. would make sense because then he's supporting the side that seemed least likely to win. Yeah, but still at that point, like he didn't always agree with what he was fighting for. Yeah. Like he didn't yeah. have a choice at that point. Like in the army, I think he, he did to cho- to... choose to fight in the war. Yeah, in or... the Spanish Civil War. 
I feel like it's hard with like fighting wars. You, you won't always do stuff you agree with. Yeah, yeah. This is maybe our most context-based definitely book yeah so far um i think we kind of said that about tinker taylor soldier spy which is similarly yeah like, context heavy yeah yeah um but i think because this is kind of a retelling of history as well yeah and it's a very political book which tinker taylor isn't really it's just like a spy novel yeah this clearly definitely. has opinions <laughs> so 1944 was 1945 sorry was sort of the end of the war start of the cold war but yes. there was a lot of anti-communist feeling before that. Yeah. Um, there was... People were sort of trying to look for Russian agents in um, Britain who were often radicalised at universities. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them were quite from um, fairly well-off families. But in Russia in 1917... There was the October Revolution. This is, I'm, I'm sort of pulling this from my head because mm-hmm. I couldn't find all of my, um, I, I wish I still had my A-level history. Yeah, no, the, what um, you're saying is definitely correct. No, like, yeah, there was the revolution in October, the October sides, Revolution, yeah. and then the um, Russian Civil War happened straight after that. And at that point, Lenin was in charge, yeah. who you kind of see in the novel as Old Major, who is kind of representative of Marx and Lenin at the same time in yeah. that he's sort of a glorified figure who provided the basis for their um, beliefs. Yeah. Um, and then Lenin dies in the early 20s, like sort of 24, but yeah. he was ill from 1922. Um, by the end of the 1920s, after a lot of infighting Stalin took power over Trotsky and Trotsky was exiled and I believe he he went to live in Mexico um and then I believe he was killed in 1940 or 41 like assassinated by a Russian but at that point Russia had been turned against Trotsky even his all of his supporters had been killed like his outspoken supporters had been killed and anyone who vaguely supported him had been turned against him by Stalin being a very clever political figure and <laughs> nice phrasing. <laughs> yeah. I think from what we can see in the book, it definitely shows it shows Orwell's perspective on Stalin. He doesn't like Stalin and I think he yeah. seems like a bit of a Trotsky fan. And I think that's kind of shown like it was the end of the war. They had defeated one big political right wing party. Mm-hmm. You might have heard of them, the Nazis. Yes. Um but England itself was very weak and like most countries were quite weak. So it wasn't necessarily that like communism itself or socialism was that like against his like beliefs. I think it was more that that was like... He is the, a socialist. Not near the end. I think at this point he is. Okay. Yeah. I think when writing 1984, we weren't allowed to call him that anymore because it was another okay. big political party and they were just like England was just scared because that was another big power that could like they had the potential to overtake them yeah and so I, I, but I think more like a war by the end against of the war any... there wasn't general anti-communist feeling in Britain I think there yeah. was starting to be that in America but I think that was a more post-war it was more like uncertainty so, and scaredness yeah if, it like repeating itself, I guess. 
which makes sense like after a war so many like haunting things have happened you'd be kind of yeah and i think it's kind of like the yeah. unknown factor of communism because it exactly, hasn't really yeah. been done before yeah should we get on with the text well we have other 1940 books which i think oh yeah really interesting month to look at the other books because well okay. we all know 1984 is also like happening in the 40s besides yes, 1948 that, because yeah. 49 okay well it was written in yeah 48. true true um besides that obviously Anne Frank's yes yeah um but besides that the thing that really interested me is that most of the other like w- well-known books from the 40s is all basically children's literature oh interesting we have the little prince and horton and dr seuss was writing oh yes green eggs and ham yeah i'm not sure if green eggs and ham itself is um 40s it might just be 30s or 50s i don't really know what side of the 40s in the war um dr seuss was also a, a very political cartoonist wasn't he um, actually know. He did a lot of anti-Semitic oh. um, cartoons. Yeah, oh. mm. yeah, not, not the best. <laughs> he, but he was he was stationed in Egham during the war, which is oh, how he got I Green Eggs and Ham. That's that's what Green Eggs and Ham is. Green really? Egham. I've never yeah. read a Dr. Seuss book, so I generally have absolutely no clue. But there's a I've definitely seen Cat in the Hat, and I th- I've definitely read Cat in the Hat. Oh, I haven't. It's not not really um, a big thing here. No. Um, but yeah. there is a lot more children. I think Goodnight Moon, I've never heard of that, but I'm pretty sure that that's children's literature. Stuart Little. Stuart Little's from the 40s. I know. Wild. Yeah. Pippi. Pippi Longstockings. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. Um, There was more. Um, Curious George. That's from the 40s too. I know. Which is, like, it really shows that... And that's, like, those are basically the most famous like there is a steinbeck book there is some let me see what else was there graham green was writing some stuff um uninteresting people arthur miller <laughs> death of a salesman nah hemingway nah but a lot of children's literature <laughs> <laughs> when was the hobbit that was the late 30s wasn't it oh actually Let's see. Let's type. <laughs> it's funny because you can actually hear this typing sound so loudly. Oh, oh yeah, 37. My brain read okay. that as 73. And I was like, what? <laughs> but no, 37. that's never right. Yeah. 37. Yeah. Cool. I thought so. But it's similar. Similar vibes. Yeah. Similar vibes. But like before the actual war happened. So I guess it's like yeah. very different political. Although it was like coming up, but different political and stuff yeah definitely yeah book 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 yeah book
about it other than the fact that it is a retelling of the Russian Revolution. But they're animals. Plot twist. Wow. They're animals. Wait, they are? They're animals. I completely missed that point. No way. <laughs> You're telling me that the people in this book were animals? The whole time. They were no animals. No way. <laughs> that was the podcast. Thank you for listening. And... As pigs always say, we'll see you in a bath. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I think we know what we should talk about. Yes, um, we should. And I haven't really, I've only just really thought about this, okay. is whether the different animals that the different characters are mean something. I think so. Okay. So are the pigs pigs? Yes. <laughs> I think it literally is. Like, I don't think it's that deep. Basically, I think okay. that literally every time an animal is an animal, it's literally because it's like a stereotypical traits of that animal. Okay, so the fact that Snowball and Napoleon are Trotsky and, and Stalin, yeah, they're similar because they're both pigs. I think so, yes. And I also think um, that like all the things pigs are known for eating a lot, eating anything that they can get their hands on, basically just gaining the power, not, re- like, being quite lazy, but smart. Pigs are smart animals. Yeah, did like you they... know pigs, pigs will never see the sky? Well, they surely do. Even didn't. if you, like, turn them and, like, hold them up on their back, they still can't see the sky. They look straight forward. Wait, what? But then you pigs can will never sideways. see the sky. I think you just hacked the system. I just, I'm, I really made something possible here. <laughs> I think I was thinking, like, if they rolled on their back, they wouldn't be able to see the sky. But when yeah. I said they, if you held them Ooh, up... But they could, like, climb. Like, they could kind of, like, do a jump against a wall. Yeah. Like, against a fence. Put a little... Like, handstand. And then, yeah. But, like, on their back legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... Okay, interesting fact that I found out. Okay. Um, so during the Second World War, it was written during the Second World War as yes. a kind of clap back towards all of the British intelligentsia who idolised Stalin and held him in like great admiration, great respect. Yeah. They all just sort of like, Stalin. Oh, yeah. Stalin. Um, because he was such a powerful Stalin. figure, because of the alliance between the UK and the Soviet Union, obviously Churchill and um, Roosevelt? No. The other one. You could literally tell me anything right now and I'd agree. Eisenhower? Eisenhower, JFK, all the way. We didn't start the fight. Whichever US president. <laughs> this, this is where we need Caroline. Um, yeah, they would know. They That's would the know. thing, we had such a good plan. This was the one month where we, we knew the book and we immediately knew, like, oh, we know the we guests. We need to for ask Caroline. Yeah. We need to yeah, ask yeah. Caroline because they are a communist. <laughs> <laughs> we could do, like, a little context section here. We could do, like, a quick opinion. What did Caroline think of this? Okay, that didn't happen. But the president at the time was Franklin Roosevelt. He did work closely with both China and the USSR. And England against both Japan and all of the Nazi people. Then Roosevelt dies, Truman becomes president, which amplified the spreading of the fear of communism anyway. 
uh, with the Truman Doctrine, which is a whole different thing, which added to the Vietnam War, something like that. And then Churchill, there's theories even that he worked with the Nazis against communism or wanted to. And then there's the whole colonialism against communism thing going on, which, you know, just a lot of stressful things happening at the same time. This context was brought to you by Editing Laura and her dad. Now we know Great the facts. US president that was US president at the end of the war. Thank yes. you. But they, they all met up in the Alps somewhere had a great sort of three-day bender <laughs> um, there's a there's a really iconic picture of stalin smoking a fat cigar like the biggest cigar you've ever seen in your life yeah with churchill and um whoever caroline just told us was the u.s president oh them. um possibly eisenhower maybe um so yeah they all loved stalin but Orwell didn't Orwell was, was a Trotsky was, stan. He was and the <laughs> He was a bit salty that Trotsky had just had his brains hacked out in Mexico. He would be. Yeah. Do we agree with Trotsky? I, honestly, I, I don't know a lot about this history. <laughs> okay, so do we basically... Like <laughs> we do like Trotsky. Okay. Um, he... He was Frida Kahlo's lover while he was living in Mexico. Oh, right. We do know Frida Kahlo because we know the women of history. Yeah, that's true. I just raised my wine for that. But once again, this is an audio thing. You know the the Cards Against Humanity card about having your brain hacked with an ice pick? Oh, right. That's how, that's how Trotsky died. I have heard of that. I just never put the two together. Yeah, um... That's the thing, I I know all this history, I just wouldn't be able to, like, recall it. Like, I've had this in school, my dad's taught me about it 80 times. I've uh-huh. I've done context for this, what I'd be... I just have a very good short-term memory. <laughs> That's fair, I'm, I've got a good memory, and also history was my best A-level, mm. and this was right, my, my favourite section of it. Yeah, I dropped it in the third year. <laughs> yeah, so I did this, this was... So we did... The Russian Civil War, the Russian Revolution from 1917 to 1953, really in-depth. So I know quite a lot about that sort of era. And this obviously goes from 1917 to 1943, 4, whenever he was writing it. We did do the history. So I've got a good good amount of knowledge. Yeah, we did the Um, wars with history, like in the early years. But they were never uh my favourite bit. I was like, oh, so the Greeks have ended, the Romans have come, that bit's finished. I'm done here. <laughs> yeah, but we, then, so we spent like two years on this, nearly, other than yeah, a part yeah. when we did um, the American Civil Rights Movement. Anyway, Snowball is Trotsky because he's forced into exile halfway through the book, um, mm-hmm. like Trotsky was. And he's presented really sympathetically by Orwell, which yeah, is what makes is, me yeah. think that Orwell's a Trotsky sca- um, stan. Um, I'm not sure. We might have read different versions. There's two versions. One of them is the original text and then one of them was changed in the 50s i believe when the cia talked to i think it was um, when did orwell die because it was after we died 1950 january 1950 yeah so the cia cia asked whoever was in charge of the book to change it so that snowball was presented less sympathetically because um... obviously that was during the Cold War at that point. I'll have a little look. So your version does have that or doesn't have that? 
I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I think mine is the original text. I think mine is two. We um, both have penguin editions. So I think it yeah. would be the same. We just have different penguin editions. Yeah, so they they probably are the same ones. I don't see penguin publishing two different texts. That's true. And I think since... I, I would assume that since the 90s, since the fall of the USSR, they would have put, published the original. Um, yeah. Because I don't think we have the same views about communism now that they would have had in the 1950s. Yes, so... It's not that much... Also, no, so it was for the the film as well. So when the the novel Animal Farm is adapted for screen... Wait, have you seen the film? No. Oh, me neither. I did this. It's honestly news to me. (laughs) No, there's a 1954 film and a 1999 film. Oh, 1954. That's like... Right, like so that was the film early when the CIA asked that Snowball would wasn't going to be presented too sympathetically, which yeah, like he is in the book. They sent the script writer a memo oh. that said in his script Snowball was presented as intelligent, dynamic, and courageous, but they wanted him to be presented as a fan- fanatic intellectual whose plans, if carried through, would have led to disaster no less complete than Napoleon, because they wanted communism to be eradicated they thought it was dangerous but personally i don't think that communism itself is dangerous i think that men who want power are dangerous yeah which i think george orwell would would agree on with you i i think he would too and as someone who really dislikes 1984 i I don't know much preferred i much preferred animal no it's so much better I think it's more fun because it's animals. <laughs> Did you know it was? I, but there isn't the kind of misogynist undertones of right. Winston wanting to rape Julia. Right. Which I get. and But that's the thing. I don't agree completely with 1984. But I don't think that mm. that makes it a bad novel. I also just think it's really boring. But I just think 1984 is so cool in... Like, my favourite books are the ones that you can really see as a puzzle, which I, I, this does too, which I really appreciate. But this one is, I feel like, more straightforward about the I just think the puzzle that, that The Handmaid's to... Tale is 1984, done better, and with women. Mm, no. <laughs> I think it has more depth. I think it is a more realistic society. I think it well, yeah. is scarily... I, I agree with that. But I think, I don't know. Accurate. Yeah, For, like, the possibility of what the world could be. Um, Definitely. But I like how this kind of felt, like, further away. But there's, like, so many small aspects that fit together. And it's so smartly done. Which is what I like most about it. Like, every single sentence you could take apart and there'd be layers and layers. On the, like, like, the way Harry Potter I feel is that put way. together. I feel that way about um, The Handmaid's Tale. I don't know. I, I, I just do think, think The Handmaid's Tale is well done. I just didn't really like the writing style that much. And I yeah. didn't like the main character. Which I didn't like either in 1984, but at least like if I had like a dislike. Like he had a, a solid... Like he had a character more so, I felt like, than Alfred had. I don't um, know. It's just not my kind of book. Which is fine. It just isn't... I, I love the ending of it though, and I really disliked yeah, the no. ending of 1984. I felt, I think, I felt betrayed by 1984 by the ending. While I got the end, 
And then I was like, what did I read this for? Well, yeah, but that that was the entire point. That was the point that, like, because it was a warning for society. How, like, even the, like, it gives you hope throughout the entire book that something's going to happen. And, like, spoiler alert for the people who haven't read 1984, but it gives you hope throughout the entire book that if such a society would happen, you could be the rebel and you could go against that society. But then it just shows that the people in power will always have more power. Yeah, but I don't like that. Yeah, but that's because the society that was represented in it hasn't happened yet. It was a warning against that kind of society, which wouldn't work if if he got out, because then it wouldn't be a warning. That would mean that even if such a society were to happen, you'd still have a chance. So I get why he did it. I just think that Margaret Atwood did it better. Okay. <laughs> um, we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> Speaking of 1984, are there any... Um, non, uh, speaking of Animal Farm, are there any women in this book? Uh, Female animals. Well, they're all animals. Yeah, they're all animals. I don't think a lot of them have... Oh, Muriel? I think don't remember her. I think one of the horses is female. But I don't think all of them have specified genders. That's true. Yeah, actually, I didn't really pay a lot of attention to that. Because I don't think that's really... I think it it might be because the Russian Revolution was very male-dominated. And also because George Orwell doesn't really seem to care about women that much. (laughs) Specifically when Stalin took charge, he... So before that, women had a lot of power. They were given rights to legal abortion, rights to divorce. Pretty much, like, open relationships were... Yeah. Like, not even... they They were presented as, like, ideal and after Stalin took charge he kind of brought in traditional values like traditional family values and stamped out any liberal view see by the end of Stalin's reign it was it wasn't communism anymore it was almost right wing in a lot of ways communism I just read the communist I think I said this was this while we were recording or not I just read the communist manifesto tell us about the communist manifesto I have it on women and I was actually really confused by what they wrote on women because part of it like it took me like I read the sentences like eight times and I still couldn't really figure out what their exact point was well the rest of it was really clear like they were like yeah equal pay and la di la di la important things um (laughs) (laughs) but the bit about women really confused me because they were talking about their place in society and then part of it was like we want freedom for them and we all want them to be equal and I was like sound good thing Great. right good job but well done part of it was Thanks, like we'll all be prostitutes but not and i was like what are you all about and maybe that was just me and my lack of sleep i think it's just freedom for sex work no because it wasn't exactly that because they don't want like paid jobs exactly oh yeah but maybe like freedom for female sexuality yeah no it was because they were all like we want marriage but we all marry each other but like in big groups but only the wives and all the men will have all the wives and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> which is i was just really confused by maybe i don't know if you're listening to this read it for yourself don't take this as and a reason to argue with someone else i'm regard me as facebook you've just read this doesn't mean it's true um, <laughs> I don't know. And for people who know us, 
I also have a copy of the Communist Manifesto, so if you need to borrow it, just l- let me know. Message me, Facebook, Instagram. I found you it on marxists.org. Okay. Well, it's online. So I, I, I trusted that, because it sounded like copy. a solid website for communist facts. Yeah, fair. Yeah, maybe I need to reread it again, because I'd also... I've been doing a lot of weird reading, and my brain's confused. <laughs> It's also been a while since I read this because I read it the end of last month. But I really like the horses. <laughs> I really liked Snowball. Yeah. I, I yeah, I just thought he was I felt really bad for him. I also when really he was like the windmill. Off. I like the windmill. The windmill is almost its own character. It really is, because it kept being like it's like the windmill is hope, but it also is production. And like, the windmill is the Stalin's five-year plans. I see once again history. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I might be wrong, but because I just thought about it, but I definitely mm-hmm. think the the windmill is he wanted really really fast industrialization so that Russia would be able yeah. to catch up with the Western world, which we definitely saw with the space race in the sixties. Oh, but in the forties, it was more like a far-off dream. Um, he yeah. wanted the, he wanted to be able to catch up, which is why you ended up with the gulags where a lot of yeah. um, political enemies were sent to basically do slave labor yeah. um, and mine and set up power plants, that sort of thing. Yeah, but the windmill, I think, is representative of that. And I love I just love the, the think... idea of let's take the Russian Revolution and bring it onto a much smaller scale with animals taking over a farm. Yeah. Um, I also do think the windmills kind of, like, does represent, like, capitalism in a way, but more like the selling of products, like, constantly. Like, the constantly rebuilding and wanting something new and something better and Mm -hmm. getting the same product continuously. What did you think about the idea... I think it was specifically between Snowball and Napoleon about whether they should build up their own society as a animal-led society or try to influence other farms to like rise up and take over the society, like have their own revolution. What do you think of that concept of like the two? You want to know my favorite? No, I, I want to know what you, what you think about which is the better option. Yeah. Okay, I think partly the better option would be have like their own society. Mm-hmm. Partly because I feel like if they would be taking over the other farms, that would create another like they would still be in power. But they wouldn't. They would be encouraging other people to take yes. over their own I other agree. animals to take over their own farms. I did agree with that, but then I felt like because they were like the prime example, people would look up to them mm-hmm. with admiration, and then. Like, the influence of it would still be, like, an example, and they would be the prime example. Mm-hmm. So, like, creating an own society, although that would mean that the younger animals would forget history, what happened before. Yeah. It's a very double... Which is kind of, I... like, what happens in, like, not happen... Well, kind of, like, in history anyway. Like, influencing yeah. other societies or just starting your own, but then risking erasure of the past. 
see, this is the whole debate that was happening in Russia in the 1920s and 30s, but sort of around the time that Trotsky and Stalin were kind of vying for leadership. Yeah. And there was two sides of the party. Um, a lot, some of the, the people who've thought that Trotsky was right thought that they needed to generate a world revolution in order to create not just one communist society but a communist world because they thought that communism in one country couldn't work in isolation because you'd still have to trade with other countries and that yeah, would I agree. automatically yeah. bring capitalism into the society and I, de- I definitely see that yeah. um, as a point but Stalin I think that was one of Stalin's flaws in like maintaining communism in Russia, like true communism, true like Marxist communism in Russia was the fact that by keeping communism in one country and building up Russia in it, industrialization, mm-hmm. by building up Russia in its industrialization, yeah. um, he maintained capitalism with its, with Russia's trade deals with other nations. Yeah, but it would be impossible to have like fully working communism if you didn't have enough land yeah I which think kind of goes against the point because they don't maintain... want land like yeah. as an ownership it would be difficult i don't think it's something that would work smaller scale at all while capitalism would mm-hmm. i think to with, a certain extent um <laughs> yeah you with communism you either need to be self-sufficient yeah. or generate communism in enough countries or you farms a lot that... of things available before you can actually do it yeah. successfully but which same... is why i think um communism in russia didn't work yeah well they didn't have that stuff like it never had a fair chance no it didn't to fully um, work which is why especially because lenin so successful died because it's easier to make successful because the people in power most of the time are in favor of capitalism because yeah, they the are people the people who are in power. power stay in power, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think as soon as Lenin died, communism in Russia was doomed. Yeah. And as soon as Stalin took power, that at, at least that point I know of, I don't really know much after Stalin dies in the early fifties. No. But um, until that point, it wasn't. But at that point, it wasn't true communism. And yeah. I think you can kind of see that with Orwell's criticism in Animal Farm. Well, the Beatles happened. <laughs> did they like the Beatles in Russia? Some people really did, yeah, but they weren't. Well, they were kind. No, because the Beatles kind of liked Russia. They were really leftist. They did, didn't they? What was well, the, the, the song back in the USSR? You don't yeah. know how lucky you are. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I think we should do while we're here? Forty-five minutes. Should we yeah. do a political test? Should we find out whether we're socialists? Okay. Um, wait. <laughs> I've always found this because I, I agree with a lot of things. Yeah, I don't know if I'm on, a socialist or... On many what? sides. Because it's Campus. hard, I think, to really realise what political party... Because I feel like I'm a more... Communism all sounds cool and fun. But I've been it raised... Sounds like a great time. ...in a capitalist society. And I... Well, we both profit from it. Yeah. I've done the political so I feel like we are we before. are prejudiced anyway. Because we um, both have had a like a privileged upbringing in yeah, capitalism. So obviously it will be a better experience for us than it would 
have been for others. So we're inclined to like it more. <laughs> oh, I found one. Okay. How stuff works. What percentage socialist are you? Um, should the state simply cease to exist? Yes. I do think they will kill us all, but I'm still... F- for what cause would you go f- to a march? Oh, most of Destroying them. Destroying capitalism, fairer wages, women's rights, gun rights. Yeah, that's I'd okay. go for all of them apart from gun rights. Same. But guns were really popular in the Communist Manifesto. They were like, we want everyone to bear arms. And I was like, hmm, mm, not me. Not, that's not a good idea. Look at America. <laughs> Sorry, America. I guess fairer wages because that kind of sums up a big problem of women's rights and destroying capitalism i think i might go for destroying capitalism because i feel like destroying capitalism would include fairer wages and while we destroy for capitalism i will also fight for women's rights in that's fair i'm just scared that if we completely destroy capitalism it might be at the cost of the ones less which, which i know is against capitalism but people will still have well i don't know I feel like fairer wages destroys capitalism anyway. Because it currently doesn't have fair wages, and if it would... But does it mean wouldn't... fair wages between men and women, or does it mean I don't think fair so, wages would be for the, the working class? I would or does them... it mean fair wages for... What people are so doing. So that CEOs and employees earn the same, or... See, but I'm for all of those. <laughs> yeah, but there's different. It's a spectrum. Fair wages is a spectrum. Like it's like all animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. But that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> See that that is capitalism. That all animals are equal, that some are more equal than others. It is, in my opinion. Like that's the thing. It's just a vague thing because you can destroy capitalism. And sort of decided is by this question this is a bad quiz <laughs> but I don't do we have that many oh we have a ton left maybe we'll just we'll do it and then we'll cut nobody should make that nobody much nobody should make that much so 100% yeah I agree I'm 87.2% socialist I'm 152% socialist oh god I'm a democratic <laughs> I feel like socialist. We, took, we put similar answers uh, yeah. we'll put this on the on the day that we put this out we'll put our socialism scores on the Instagram page. I kind of agree so, with what this is saying. We'll also put a oh, link but to it the quiz, even though it wasn't great. Yeah. You're not a communist? It says so. You're mostly socialist, and importantly, you are not a communist. All right. You're a democratic socialist. That is someone who seeks to achieve a more redistributive society through the ballot box. Do you want to abolish private ownership on the means of production? Not entirely sure you'd nationalise certain things, but generally speaking, you just want to make sure that the ownership of capital is equitable and that workers get a share of the wealth they create. I don't agree fully with this, but... No. Like, if this was the case, I wouldn't be mad. Mine says, how did you score over 100%? Well, you're more than a socialist, you are a communist. You're out to abolish all private property. Socialists just want to regulate it. You seek the withering of states. Socialists See, believe in thing. a representative want... de- democracy. You find Das Capital thrilling. I haven't read it. Socialists do- dozed off reading mm. the Communist Manifesto. You're a separate group and you deserve recognition. Thank you, I do deserve recognition. Turns out I'm a communist, everyone. Thanks I've just seen for her. listening. I'm also a I little mean... bit tipsy. <laughs> I. That's the thing. I don't want to completely abolish private ownership. But I do want it to be equal. I there just really like nice coffee shops. 
exactly so like I know that's a privileged position to have but I don't want to completely <laughs> get rid of any kind of private ownerships I just want everyone to have the same chance to get those private ownerships if they want yeah everyone's allowed to keep their job they just have the same wage yeah can't need a wee I kind of want to get another drink okay cool yeah we're back. We're back. We've tipped up the drinks. Yeah. We've had a little discussion about the future. Yes. Um, we've posted Instagram polls and questions. Yeah, so I'm um, sure... See what your thoughts are about communism. You'll know what time this is if you saw those go up. So we've asked people to respond about their thoughts on communism and the Russian Revolution. So if you respond or responded, then we'll include some of them at the end of the episode. Unless people don't respond, in which case we'll cut this out. Or we can just post it on the story afterwards. Cause yeah, it'll, and we'll, yeah we'll, even if people reply later, then we'll... Yeah, because people won't have that much time to respond to the questions. Yeah. it's it's been, a, it's been difficult. Yeah. Editing and, like, finding it out and, like, sound systems. Yeah. But I feel like it's been fun. I feel like it's given us a, more of a challenge. Yeah, and I think also, even though this year didn't go the way we thought we were, it was going from the start of the year with covid and everything and not being able to record <laughs> Wait, who yeah who, who's she corona i don't know her but, but not being able Rome. to record in the studio like we did for the first few months it's still been yeah. fun and it's still like giving me some sort of structure it's to the been month. more of like a, a yeah it's been more of like a, a diy at home project yeah and a reason to catch up Which with really our friends fits. who are our guests yeah like most of the people we've had on i don't like we basically talk daily yeah but other people, like I talked to my sister daily who was on the board, but the other people, I haven't, which is why I was really excited to talk to Caroline as well, because I haven't really spoken to Caroline. Yeah. This lockdown. We'll still, we'll still talk to them. We'll ask, ask yeah, them if they want we will. to. We will. Um, Do a little segment or yeah, something. We'll, we'll ask some questions and edit their responses in. Yeah. Yeah. Such as, what did you rate this book out of 10? Yeah. I would. Give it a seven. I yeah, maybe six and a half. Yeah. Oh, but then there were animals, so maybe a seven. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if this book was made with people, it'd get a solid two out of ten. Yeah, I think the fact that they're animals and the fact, but the animals make it <laughs> really satirical, and it makes it funny. Yeah, and it's just like the idea of animals building a windmill. I'm like, hell yeah, I support it. Like, you go, pigs. Also, a windmill. We we represent in a bit. <laughs> Maybe it is set in the Netherlands. Who the knows? It could be. Maybe it is. We have those fields. I know them. My front cover has fields on, by the way, for the people listening. I'm not sure if yours Mine does. Mine has horses flying. Oh, does it? But it Funky. does kind of look like a windmill in the background. What do you think? Oh, yeah, no. I think that's a windmill. Yeah. And, and those flying are horses. horses. Mine just has a pig and I'm matching. I'm also wearing red today, which is Ooh. because it's the shirt I slept in and it's my pajama top for this day. I'm wearing dungarees because I'm a farmer. See, we're really up here representing. <laughs> and like I said, I've been reading the Chicken Club books. Turns out these books are called The Wild Chicks in English, which is disappointing to say the least. I'll give you a little rundown. Um, Go on. This is the cover. It's about uh-huh. a group of four girls. And uh-huh. there's also, in the back, you see a group of four boys. 
which are the boys at their school, Nasty. which have their own club, but they are awful because they are the boys and boys are awful. Yeah, they um, smell. But you know that in like the sixth book, they all start dating each other. <laughs> Spoilers. Oh, it's, it's the by author, Cornelia yeah, Funke, who wrote the from Inkheart. Yeah. I love Inkheart so um, much. I need to reread those books because I just I love them. They were like yeah, some yeah. of the books that got me into reading. Other than Harry Potter, we don't, we're not talking about Harry Potter. Um, we're not. Although, side Oof. note, yeah, I listened to the second latest Potterless episode. Mm-hmm. This is Podcastception. They have a really good chat about J.K. Rowling and how to deal with the fact that, that she's Harry awful. Potter has, has had an impact on your life. But also that J.K. Rowling is a turf, yeah. and how to like go about that, and it was really interesting. So I recommend the first episode of Potterless on Harry Potter a senior year musical, yeah. a very Potter senior year, a very Potter senior year. That's the one. Because I do think there's a very interesting conversation to be had there, but maybe not for no. now. No, no, no. <laughs> we could maybe do an, a bonus episode of us talking about Harry Potter and J.K. Rowling if you want to. Yeah. We we always could, yeah, but not. We can do that when we're back. When we're, when we're and, living together. Yeah, we can have like a friend chat on it because yeah. I do think a lot of people around us will have opinions. Anyway, Welt's Chicken Club. Yes. Originally published as Der Wilden Hunden. Uh huh. Something German. Basically, that's Sprocher. Her name is Charlotte. She's the main character. And then there's Melanie, who's the pretty one, and all the boys love her. You have the best friend. And the shy one, she's the one that doesn't like boys, but she ends up she ends up liking the main boy from the other squad, obviously. Wow. Um, as you can see, they she's all wearing have... a skirt. She is yes, but I was pointing at the the feather necklace. Uh huh. They have, which I sported for a solid five years in primary school because of this book. Um, they have a, their own caravan and they just go on adventures to be in the way of the boys. And the boys, they take revenge and set their chickens loose. And it's the best series to read when you're growing up. And I was rereading it because we've got to do children's lit. And I wanted to revisit all the books I read as a child. So my, my literature this month's really gone from this to the Ulysses. <laughs> well, we're going to be doing that um, train. Hey, soul sister. Thank you. <laughs> but we're going to be doing that for books that I read as a kid next month with yeah, Anne Green Gables. because I only read that as an adult. Because that was... Ooh. Yeah, I read that, I think, when I was probably <gasps> eight or nine. My my year four <gasps> teacher... No, year five teacher, Miss Useanis, gave us each a book at the end of the year. And mm-hmm. I was really disappointed because the other reader in my class got the My Story Titanic book. And she gave me Anne of Green Gables, and I was like, why do you oh. give me, like, an old, boring book instead of the My Story Titanic book? She knew. She knew. She, she knew. did know. I'm sure she knew. She was like, this eight-year-old is going to study English at university, and she'll also do and a book be club. be a cottage corp. Yeah, and um, <laughs> she'll wear dungarees and a off-the-shoulder top with bees on, and yeah. do Anne of Green Gables in a book club podcast during a pandemic um she knew it all she knew it all she did and also i've just realized like i've just thought about this we ha- we don't talk about cooking that much on a podcast 
people might not know that normally in everyday life, I think 80% of what we talk about is the food that we produce or like. <laughs> I think maybe we should tell the podcast that in the last two weeks I've made five different kinds of jam and sourdough bread and sourdough yeah. pizza. Non-stop bacon has been happening. And I made ginger beer. It's just been a great time. It has. Oh my god, I did this. Here we go. This is where we start. I made this recipe from Good Eatings, like the lady from Sweden mm-hmm. the other week, which with fennel and cucumber, and it made like a fresh summer. I, I did. I already told you this, didn't I? Yeah, you d- I think you did, but also t- t- tell tell the listeners. Yeah, it was fennel and it was cucumber. It was so easy. It was just like with some lemon juice and like some, a little oil oil, and... That was a that was supposed to be my bread Leone impression, <laughs> but it just sounded like I couldn't like I couldn't pronounce olive oil. <laughs> but just a little little salt, a little dill. Um, I didn't do pepper because I don't like pepper. Um, ba- bad but it was just opinion. Exactly, exactly what I needed. No, <laughs> chili flakes is better. Spicy paprika is better. <laughs> I'm not saying they're better. I just say I think that. Black pepper has a time and a place, and that time and a place Ooh. is in never soup. Never, it's in soup. No, no sriracha. In soup, straight up sriracha. Yes, if you want some spice, it's a different you want kind the spice. of spice. Yeah, it's not a nice spice. This is why there's sporty spice and baby spice. There's no pepper. I'll be. I'll be. Points have been made. I'll be pepper spice. <laughs> I'll be paprika. No, you can be garlic spice. Do we have? We, I'm sure we have other things to say about the book. We barely have talked about the book. We said they were animals, and then we said yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then we did a test. I don't think that, that it's difficult because there isn't much to say about the characters because there's so many characters and it's such a short book. You don't get to learn much about each of them, and because they are all or mostly the main characters are allegorical. Yeah. For real life people, it's difficult to talk about them without talking about the real life people. Because I feel like, me personally, I know more about the real life people than about the characters in the book. Well, I, I, no, not me. <laughs> Go on, tell us about the characters. Talk characters. Well, oh no, on. not that I know the characters really well, but I do think one of the things I just noticed is you know how they go on about the four legged thing. Yes. I think it's so interesting. And they talk about the crows. Yeah, because they immediately say, this is the rules. And then, like, two yeah. seconds after, it's like, and this is why we don't listen to our own rules and make our own exceptions. And nothing is the way it is. Yeah. Which is interesting. That also, that automatically is like, oh, yeah, you crows aren't on two legs because your wings are also legs. And, like, birds in general, you're not on two legs because your wings are legs too. And they're like, yeah, but you could say yeah. that about arms. Exactly. I think it's very much they they just make their own. But that's the thing, like, whenever we say something like this now about the book, it's immediately like, oh, it's so clearly mirrored from politics. Yeah. Which is why I think it's quite an easy read for something so deep, because there's not much to figure out, because it's Mm -hmm. literally set, it is what it is. And the subtitle of it, in mine, it says Animal Farm, A Fairy Story. Oh, mine just said, all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. 
Animal Farm, the history of a revolution that went wrong. Ah, yeah, mine says Animal Farm, a fairy story. Um, and I think later on it said Animal Farm, a satire, or Animal Farm, a political satire. Oh, mine says a brilliant satire on the corrupting influence of power. Which I think is better, because I do think that people always think of this as anti-communist. It isn't anti-communist. It's definitely, I think it's like, fairly objective. Just anti it's very anti in general. <laughs> he just really, Orwell really didn't like society. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's quite an objective perspective on communism and socialism and specifically mm-hmm. Russian communism, not Marxist communism or true communism. Mm-hmm. And Definitely, I think yeah. he's critical of it, but he isn't critical of communism. I think he's critical of Russian politics more than communism. Yeah. He just really dislikes politics for someone who talks about it so That's much. true. <laughs> I also think that he was definitely better off sticking to straight satire rather than whatever the fuck 1984 is. He knew a lot about writing. Have you ever read his essay on yes, writing? I bought it for Chloe for Christmas. Yeah, which I think is a great yeah, essay. Yeah, I think he's better off sticking to satire and essays rather than... Straight because he was also a journalist. He worked for the BBC a yeah. long time. Train. Which, well, I don't have a... I'll, I'll wait. Oh, it's gone. No, it's not. I don't know a lot of what he did. It's it's a freight <laughs> train. It's going clunk, 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 clunk. Drops of Jupiter in your head. I guess we're back in the atmosphere. <laughs> Okay, um, <laughs> um, I don't know a lot about what he did while he was at the BBC, mm-hmm. but now I've forgotten my point. I don't, I don't know a lot. <laughs> no, I do think he was better off as someone just analysing stuff and talking about writing. Like he makes, he ma- boy makes he points. He makes a lot of points. He's a good critic but, and he's a good journalist. Yeah. Like, um, critical political journalist he, essay yes. writing talking about current make, affairs make your own manifesto. he talks about like good, he has good perspectives He's and, relatable. and good opinions okay <gasps> imagine him as like someone on youtube someone in our day and age yeah absolutely sounds great like it's not even that long ago but him like even just I, I see him so well working at the radio. But he hated working there. imagine if Orwell was still alive and he was just this little old man who had great opinions. Yeah. That would be so good. Talking about that, uh-huh. I, I think I... Had I mentioned my favourite Dutch writer before to you? Jan Terlau? Possibly. He's the one that did a speech two years ago on Dutch television because I think he turned 80... Or there was something else. It was that many years after the war. Something important had happened. And he wrote a lot of books on the Second World War. And he did a speech on trusting people. And having like ribbons out the out the mailboxes. So he could open the door. And how the nation doesn't trust each other anymore. Okay. Which is fair because people aren't that trustworthy anymore. But he, is, he used to be a politician as well. Oh, yeah. He was kind of leftist, socialist. Mm-hmm. Great man, still alive, and gives up. He's basically, I think, what George Orwell would have been. If he was still alive. Yeah. I put him on my wall this quarantine because he did an essay in a magazine 
uh, the newspaper magazine at the start of quarantine about the carelessness of people and how they don't consider others enough. Yeah. But he's just on his own farm and he has little lambs. So they did a painting of him, like a portrait of him holding a little lamb. But it's just an old man holding a lamb. And it says, like, his own quote was something like, don't take this stuff from the politicians anymore, youngsters. He, he, like, the Dutch version of youngsters. Don't take us anymore. Stand up for yourselves. And that's what it says next to it. And it's just him with his little man. That's so cute. It's what Animal Farm would have been if it was actual cottage corn. I love it so much. <laughs> have I told you about how all I want in life now is an orchard? You with have heritage apples. I, agree. I just want really nice yeah. apples. And some peaches. Uh-huh. Have I also told you we're getting new windows? Yes. Yeah. That's very exciting. We're getting new windows. For all the people listening, new windows are coming. They're coming. This, I was just thinking that because my feet are really cold and it is the middle of July and... I'm sweating. Imagine heat. Imagine it. I, I am. <laughs> I'm actually sweating like my, my bum is slowly becoming one we with the chair We might cut this here. out, but I love my room. It's such a great room. She's really cute. But last year, in the in the winter, sometimes I woke up and oh, I could see was... my breath, <laughs> and it wasn't it wasn't cute. It wasn't fun until we figured out the heating. So this year will probably be better because we figured out the heating. Yeah. But also, we love Eric. He's so good. We he, do. I didn't even need to ask him, and he is. He, he got these guys to look at our windows. They they were, I mean, I don't know if they were cute or if they were, like, corona cute. <laughs> or they were just helping out with the windows. <laughs> or, yeah, or it was just, like, there was men and there was the promise of new windows and my brain went, I love this. <laughs> positive energy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just the windows. It was just the windows. It was the window to your heart. <laughs> Yeah, no, but our landlord or contact person in between someone. I've already had more messages from him than I had from my landlady the entirety of last year. Wow. That was how bad it was. She was she seems alright. But yeah. <laughs> just just apart from, I don't apart think... from the random messages to Charlotte. Yeah, apart from the sexting. Uh, I don't think Casual. I don't think being a landlady is her niche. No. Is that the only other house she owns, do you think? Or does she No, own, she like, has one other house, but like bless the people that live there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> you're, you're with the, the cool kids now. The yeah, cool kids which is literally who... why I called our group chat this one's for Eric. <laughs> yeah. I love him. He's so good. <sighs> So I heard him swearing outside my window the other day and I was shook. <laughs> Eric. I was like, Eric, please. Come on. It's a, it's a Friday Best morning and children. I just woke up. <laughs> because we don't have any neighbours at the moment. Yeah. It's empty. The next door, they're like completely redoing it. There's, there's a skip and everything. Oh, oh, are we going to have new neighbours? Yeah. We'll have to make friends with them. I really want them to. We will. Can we knock on the door? I hope they're cute. Oh, hell yeah. That's what we want. There was one cute guy last year, but he had a girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Exciting news. We have new neighbours still on number one, which you know because you were here when they were doing it. 
Uh huh. I was taking apart my bike and like painting it over the last couple of days, but they were putting together a garden shed, and I don't even think they were like the neighborhood. This is the first time since being here, and I've been here since I was three, that boys my age have started living in the street, and then they're not cute, like, <laughs> not at all. But suddenly I felt the the urge that I had to become the girl next door because I was the only girl, girl next door. In this yeah, so I just felt this sudden like pressure on myself. So I put my hair in a ponytail and started painting my bike. You know how it is. <laughs> I and I that. did, and now I have a red bike with a black basket, and it's really cute. And I got a new wheel on it because it was absolutely fucked, but now it works. Anyway, book stuff. Should we <laughs> round it up? Yeah, we can do. This is editing Amelia. I'm sorry that this podcast episode was so chaotic and I promise we do actually have actual opinions on Animal Farm if you want to hear them or share your own opinions please message us on Instagram and we will have a conversation if you want it if you don't that's fine I love editing us don't you they're always so great yeah <laughs> I know what legends God. D- we haven't ever had an editing me so maybe I'll do an editing True, me yeah. she knows more things yeah that's what I normally do. I always like yeah. to like make fun of us this, from this the past. Dumb bitch. Oh, silly old us! <laughs> Aren't we stupid editing us? Yep, yep, you are. And I always feel really important doing it. Like whenever I'm editing in the room with my parents, I'm, I'm sorry. I just need to add a little segment to my podcast. You might have heard of it. <laughs> I think this was a good episode. Oh shit! Oh shit! And at that point, Amelia's phone died. She's gone. She's gone. And she is no longer with us. Oh, she's back. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, wait. Now I have to reconnect you to my headphones. I did a little segment for them. I made it very Uh dramatic. Mine just went, oh, shit. Oh, shit. She's gone. (laughs) Oh, no. I just went, and at that point, Amelia died. (laughs) It's because I tapped my earphone and it closed things. I was like, I thought your phone died, so I was just like, I was just like, I'll, I'll finish this off. <laughs> but what I was saying is, I think this is a good episode for us to get a little bit tipsy on because all of the other ones coming up are kids' books. Maybe we could get a little bit tipsy on Murder on the Orient Express, but other than that, I think this is like. Oh, uh, I feel like no, I feel like we could because it's it's all fun. Yeah, that's true. Like I could, oh, even in this state, I'm very excited about Out of Green Gables. I like I'm really genuinely. looking forward to rereading it because I haven't read it since I was maybe no. twelve years old. Which and that's the thing for the context book, is great. a long time. People listening, <laughs> this month I turned twenty. That is that is I the, have... the two and the zero. I am now twenty. I haven't read Anne of Green Gables since I was twelve. That's eight years. It's I can't believe I I'm old. Six days left, and I'm mentally unstable. <laughs> about it i'm just like literally sweating <laughs> it's a good time but now i don't feel like anything i do I i'm not a prodigy me. anymore like people come like, oh my god when lord released melodrama she was 19 people couldn't say that about anything that i do now because i'm not 19 well i don't want to brag but i did have like 10,000 followers on my harry potter instagram account so <laughs> I had 800 on my Harry Potter Tumblr page, so... That's... that For, for Tumblr, pretty good. Thanks. 
I, I, I Although I have no no clue how Tumblr stats work. But to me that's impressive because I have 20. <laughs> I don't know, but I feel like in the next episodes we could... Because it's... That's the thing. I feel like people... Whenever people come on this podcast, like other people won't know this, but they always come to us saying they're nervous or... Like people are always like feel the pressure. Yeah, they do. And I'm, we're just I'm here like, having have chats. You, do you know what's going on here? If you enjoyed us being a little bit tipsy this time, please let us know and we can do it again or if this is a complete mess, maybe we won't. I think it's fun if we make good notes beforehand. I needed more notes. Yeah, but also because we were not as well prepared for this, we had something to say. We've said smart stuff we at have the said start. Some things. And then it was said and we said what we said. We said what we said. Animal Farm is all about the context. It's not really about the story. If you know the Russian Revolution, it's the Russian Revolution up to 1943, 1944. But guess what? They're animals. Oh, they're animals. <laughs> and it's better than 1984. No. I said what I said. And you're wrong. It's not even I disagree. You're wrong. <laughs> I'll ask my dad. My dad's always we'll right. We'll have a... You can ask him. We'll you have a segment here. But I'm a dad says... That turns out the entire family either hasn't read Animal Farm or prefers Animal Farm, so they're all wrong. Wow, thanks. We that's, agree. That's a really good opinion, but 1984 is still. I'll post worse. it on the Instagram. I'm gonna post it. I'm gonna see what yeah, people and we'll like see better. See if we have any responses. And don't think we do. <laughs> Daphne said, "Nice idea, but it won't work in real life," which I know. She she always said that. My entire family yeah. always says that. Which is fair, because in the society that we live in, and we do live people in People have seen it. I want them to it say. Won't. Oh, people have responded. We've had one vote for more of a yes, and three votes for not more of a no for communism. Oh my gosh, we have some anti-communists. That might be One Daphne. of them was Daphne. Yeah. Wait, ask a question. Animal farm? Animal Forum. Animal Farm. 1986. <laughs> People won't understand that this is not a typo. See, one of the other reasons that The Hammer Tell is better than 1984 is because it was actually published in 1984. So, essentially, Margaret Atwood is great. Although I think she did I do love sign the letter then. about cancelling cancel culture. But also she's in her 80s, so we kind of have to... Give it a bit of a leeway. I know. I see what cancelling cancel culture is Yeah, about. I think, like, she didn't realise the other people who'd signed it were bigots. That's the thing. Like, I see their point, but some things just need to be cancelled. <laughs> I agree. There's a little fly in my room that should be cancelled. Oh, yeah. Marina also said no. Oh. And Elena voted for another. Those are all Dutch people. <laughs> The Dutch hate communism. That's what we've heard. That's what we've learned this well, episode. Well, it's because we very much so thrive off of capitalism because we're all like, oh, some people really haven't answered. Yeah. Chloe, what's this? Yeah. Chloe. She can probably hear me. Oh, that's interesting because Daphne also said no to capitalism. Yeah. Nobody, no one has voted for Animal Forum or 1986 yet. <laughs> And I feel like 
that's all we had to say on this. There's not enough farm for Animal Farm, but there's a lot of animals. There's some farm. They do some, yeah, like, but not... they, they get the grain. I like the year after year feel. Yeah. I like how quickly it goes. But it's not cottage enough. No. I feel like we'll increase our cottaging for next month. <laughs> not cottaging. No way. <laughs> cottage core. No, we'll increase the cottaging next year. <laughs> next month. For out of Green Gables. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Next month is August. Wait, I, I, I keep closing my phone. There'll be less opinions next month. There'll be more just like wholesomeness. Oh no, oh, no I have a lot of opinions. Oh, okay. I have to watch um the series as well. Oh, do. Oh, do. That's what I was saying before. The book, you know. Okay, it exists. It's fun. It's cute. But the series. Yeah, so next month we'll be talking to our... Ha- my current housemate, Laura's... Future housemate. Oh, it's also my housemate. Well, your current well, housemate in I'm terms the of contract. in terms of rent I'm and the contracts. Rent. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you haven't actually lived together yet. No, that's true. Emma, who is at least as wholesome as Anna Green Gables herself. Yes. Okay. Anyway, thanks so much for tuning in this month. Mm-hmm. If you did, I mean, if you didn't, you wouldn't listen to this, so it doesn't really matter either way. Yeah. <laughs> Next month, we'll be discussing Anne of Green Gables, like Amelia said, with Emma, our lovely friend and housemate and all-round cool gal. That will be the 1910s. 1900s. 1900s. It's our earliest month next month. Is it? Because yeah. afterwards, we're doing Peter Pan, which, which is, is 1910s. 1910s. Yeah. We're going, we're going way back. We're going back in time. Back to the city and the sun. What song is that? Anyway, it doesn't matter. I think it's called Play Something. I can't remember. I I was referencing (laughs) a different song. Anyway, that was the 1940s in communism for you. Hope you enjoyed. If not, try practicing it in real life. We need to chill out and stop worrying about money and just focus on ourselves. But then also I want the boiler house back. We'll just have free coffees for everyone. We will. Drinks on us if you come to the boiler house and said you've listened to the podcast, but don't tell our managers. When we reopen, yeah. Yeah. Drinks on us. <laughs> bye bye, kisses. No, that was this month. And as Napoleon says, because he's too short. Goodbye. We'll see you in the past. <laughs> Got it. <laughs>